previously on the mortal path. I will, I will, I will turn to the elf and say, I just need to sort a couple of things out. Don't try and run, or I'll do like I did your friend the dwarf on the galloping horse, fly after you, kill you, and drop you from a large height. You just stay close by. You might get some money out of this, if you can help us out. Don't run, or you're murdered. It is magic. I learned it in Sindarian. There are people there who'll teach you for a price. I paid a couple of the singing skulls. They've got some connections down in the catacombs. There's some sort of ritual you can do. Something to do with the old bones and the spirits and energy down there or something. Didn't want to know, didn't ask too many questions about what it was I was taking. But it gives you gifts, you see? You can track Nerium this way, but Nerium's trail is is corrosive. And in order to follow this, because you are half in and half out of this vision, you need to be close enough to that corrosiveness that it is going to cause you some form of harm. Ah, dark lady, it's been a while. Hear my prayer? Behind you is a little woodcutter's cottage type thing, which has a little like stables behind it that is currently burning to the ground. It is an inferno. It's one of those fires that is going to maybe leave some foundations, but because of the way like the basement is and stuff, the basement's probably going to burn out too and it's all going to collapse. And right now it's a lovely, pretty bonfire. Uh, The cart in the back is also currently being burned, but the horse has gone. So no animals were harmed. You see the little orange cat sitting just kind of watching it cat is fine uh taro is kind of avoiding nerium's purple trails uh the caustic-ness of of that because as taro is kind of watching this happen he can still see where they are like aciding corrosiving into the kind of fabric of the world that he is currently mostly corporeal in as well as the world that he is inhabiting as a not spirit person and nat you are with taro i assume because nerium at this point has gone off situated herself so that the burning building is casting her shadow as she starts to pray i'm keeping an eye on the elves yes yes that's the other important thing uh this elven woman has followed you out of the houses is clearly not happy with her situation but is playing along for now she is giving the wilderness a look like if I can run, I will. But she hasn't. She hasn't made a move yet. You better not fucking try it, bitch. What I will do then? I'm just gonna. Uh, if I notice her doing that, it's gonna turn around, look at a tree like a fair bit away, and just fire off an Eldritch blast. Oh, okay. Into that tree. Yeah. And just wink at her, and then a bunch of tree souls yeah. just float off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the Ents come to say hello to Tara. <laughs> uh, no. But you do notice, weirdly, Tara, as you do look off, the two ghosts that are in the space with you, they, like, walk right in front of each other and they don't seem to see each other. Oh, it's that's like, lonely. They're not maybe... Yeah, you get the feeling that, like, they're not maybe able to see or communicate with each other in this in this way, in this place, for whatever That's reason. pretty Damn. devastating. Yeah. I'm fairly sad yeah. about that. I am. Yeah. Um, especially since you sent them both to go look for each other, which they are trying to do, but they yeah. don't seem to be able to, like, <laughs> find each That's other. terrible. Hey, I mean, it's a quest, right? It's a quest, you know? <laughs> Gotta keep them busy. It's like an eternal plane is- of solitude. You just have something to do. <laughs> the real friends were the ones you found inside yourself? Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. Who knows? You are aware that you are inhabiting this space in a different way than they are. And so you also get the feeling like they couldn't see like Nat and Nerium's like energy. They can't you see you think they can't see the purple 
like caustic burnt parts either and they don't seem to be harmed by them either they're just like wandering through them you get the feeling that like you're looking into this plane you're inhabiting a part of it but there's maybe like other layers that they are on that you are not for people who are like actually dead there are levels to this shit there's levels to this shit you're like you're in on the ground floor but you're not necessarily (laughs) moving through them just yet you know what i need you be a lift you do. You need to make yourself well, your little elevator to get through the various levels of death. So, Nerium, you have sat down. You have the fire behind you so that it is casting the shadow. Did you light your candle? Yes. I am facing away from the fire into my shadow. And I say, Dark Lady, hear my prayer. Okay. There is a second of silence. Very kind of close, still silence your shadow grows and twists and flickers and taro you feel like a little pat on your shoulder and as you kind of like half glance like beside you you see the boss standing there and he gives you like a little like shrug and like a what are you gonna do type look um and he leans in a little bit and he says you know uh, i don't think she likes me any tips what with her uh, I mean, I think she's pretty pissed off about the whole goopy thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Well, all right. Wish me luck. And this figure, like, strides, like, away from you. And again, like, it's this very kind of, like, nondescript figure. Hard to, like, see features, hard to see, like, a shape that sticks for more than a few seconds or that you can remember. And as this figure approaches Nerium, it shifts. There's a definite, like, almost as if it walks through a veil of some kind and it becomes, like, blurrier or fuzzier, like it's in a slightly different, again, a different layer, different plane. And you can see it very vaguely, but you're aware that, like, you would have to get up close to hear what was going on and you would also have to, like, maybe be able to inhabit some different spaces to see what's going on clearly. It's more like, almost like looking at them through like um, opaque glass or like frosted glass in a win- in a bathroom type thing. Nerim, there is this calmness, this stillness, and then you feel this presence in front of you. And it's not as strong as when you were in your dreams or when you were in a much more magical place like in the Fallen City um, or in areas of timber and it's like a fuzzy connection it's like when i used to have a webcam that was my phone and it did like one pixel every three minutes it's it feels a bit like that they're just in front of me i don't see them approach no not really have you got your eyes closed or open are you looking into the darkness or are you I probably had them closed actually that's a good point so you know like when you close your eyes and you can see like lots of little colors and like flashies and like you know like you close your eyes and it's not pitch black there's like stuff yes. happening behind your eyelids it's almost like a shadow moves in front of that. So there's nice. like a disturbance there that feels external, but not, but you can't see them. So I, I feel a disturbance yeah. in the force and I open my eyes. Yes, you do. Yeah. There's nothing particularly sitting in front of you. The shadows seem maybe a little deeper. Firelight doesn't seem to quite reach where they should. Hello? Am I talking to myself? Are you there? It's not like a voice that you hear, but it's it's almost more like the telepathy, the WhatsApp. It's not like one in your ears um but you hear this kind of voice say i'm here i've always been here cool um can you see me yes always right yeah um do i look like a disgusting suppurating caustic blob of purple (laughs) (laughs) to some perhaps (laughs) to you to me you look infected Slowly overtaken, but not yet lost. Cracking. Yeah. More like dripping. (laughs) Thanks for that. Listen, I know we've not been on the best of terms lately, but you are, I believe, more powerful than me. Is this to do with the violet drop from Tembran? Yes. How do I get it out of me? That's a very good question. And not one that I immediately know the answer to, I'm afraid. I've never seen a creature ingest pure magic and survive. So, really, you're a first. Yeah, but it's hurting my friends. So, how long will it take you to find out? Uh, you, uh... You literally hear that kind of, like, noise come across the airways. Um, <laughs> and this... <laughs> And this voice goes, 
I perhaps don't have the best grasp of time as it pertains to yourself, but I will put it at the top of my priorities list to look into, if you'd like. Alright, another question. Do you think you can find out how to get rid of it? Yes, in time. I can at least certainly point you in some correct ways, however. Yes, could you do that, please? Is there anyone else I should be asking who's, like, gonna be a bit more efficient about it? Hmm. My domain is mainly the end and what comes after. You wouldn't necessarily want to speak to somebody more in the current, but the two who took interest in you originally, they might have more to say. How do I get hold of them? You could try calling on them. Not here, I don't think. I'm able to contact you because of our mutual friend. And there's like a gesture that you can't see, but you can kind of feel over towards where Taro is. And you get the sense that Taro being in this space is actually allowing this connection to come through while you're awake, rather than having to wait until you're like dreaming or in a more magical space. Right. But that's quite a personal connection. Right. But you can't actually give me a hand with this right now. Do you know how we get Taro out of, um, you know, spooky land? Ah, another good question. I don't know why he would have stepped so far. I think it's to do with because he was following me. I think it's the purple goop. Yes. Pure magic has strange consequences on the world. This one seems to be fraying and binding. So it's binding me and it's fraying him other way round. Oh. So I would perhaps recommend some sort of mm, severance of parts of his spirit self, those that have become tied to this particular space. If he looks hard enough, he'll see where he ends and where he has become mm, glued together with this plane. What, you want to chop off his spirit hands? Something of that nature should work. Is he not going to have, like, spirit stumps at that point? Are they going to grow back? In time? Or should he push his own talents forward? Absolutely. And maybe even stronger, or better, or certainly more interesting. Like with, like, lizards (laughs) when you chop their tail off, and then they get a fatter tail when they grow it back. Something like that, perhaps. Oh, um, listen, I don't want to, um, push my luck here, but, like, you do realise I'm asking you questions, and you're actually answering them. (laughs) Yes. Oh, no. No, Neri, no. Are you all right? Yes, but more importantly, you are all right. If I had given you straight answers at the beginning, well, there wouldn't have been any further conversations. I said... We all said it would take time. One has to get used to one's situation. And you are slowly getting there, all three of you. Right. Well, if you're in a mood for answering questions, I have got another one. Go for it. When, um, you, when I used to know you as just as Shah, there was a particular aspect of your philosophies that drew me, and... It was the fact that it was the equality, it was the egalitarian nature of the gatherings that really was the thing that I was interested in. And um, I couldn't help but noticing when we went to um, the Fallen City from Velo, uh, your aspect of Rusa didn't seem quite so um, set on that. And I'm really interested to know how you, how you feel about things and where the gap is between those two approaches because like all right i'll make it simple are you and i equal yes are we worth as much as each other absolutely that's interesting thank you those on velo saw that aspect of myself as something to be celebrated something to be held as a final leveling of sorts and therefore something which was much beloved i find on this planet, and in certain subsects, this is a 
final levelling of a downward nature. We are all brought down to this level. There, we were all elevated to this level. Yeah, it looked like you were being elevated a bit more, though, because you were in the middle. I cannot control how certain people express their feelings toward me. I don't get why you all wear hoods here. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a bit... It, it, people don't really want to get dragged down. They don't really fancy the revolution coming for them. So, you know, it's probably best to hide your face, really. It's all quirks, I'm afraid. Some which you will not agree with or understand intrinsically, many of which I don't and never will. Right. Gosh, really reassuring when I'm relying on you to help me get rid of this purple goop, potentially to hear a god tell me they don't get it and never will. Would it be worse if I said I knew everything and simply would refuse to tell you? Oh, yeah, actually, that's true. I'm going to go and give Tara the good news. Thank you for this chat. It was nice to talk to you. A pleasure. I look forward to our next one. Also, don't ever pull that shit looking like my mum again. All right, bye. <laughs> you hear like a little laugh in your ears. One that is genuinely like gently amused like you've told like a good little joke you get the feeling that this god spirit whatever genuinely doesn't necessarily understand the intricacies of human halfling emotion and you you get the feeling that they thought this will be a nice comforting thing for you to see and (laughs) just gravely misjudged it (laughs) gravely really badly but yeah but yeah so i'm gonna edge carefully towards taro and say taro tell me how tell me where to stop so you can hear me and i'm not getting dangerous i can hear i can hear right good news and bad news which do you want first either good news we can get rid of the purple caustic stuff and you can return so that you're able to like see the real world oh okay bad news you do have to cut off your hands my hands (laughs) His hands? Well, probably your hands. The th- what? Okay, right. Are you sure you're remembering that right, Neri? Yeah, is, no, totally. Is the boss just hanging around, like, being like, what the fuck is Neri saying? Uh, no, no, you just... The boss has dropped out of the Zoom call. Okay, see ya. Yeah, no, it's just me now. Um, Right, basically, there's a link, there's a part where you stop and the purple starts... And it, I mean, from where I'm standing, it looks like it's on your hand. Um, but you have to sever your spirit at that point before it gets you any more. And then the bit that you've cut off, it will grow back, but it'll be a bit like a lizard. So it'll be a bit of a funny size or shape. Quick question. Am I remembering this wrong? Or is it the fact that Taro's stuck in there is the bit like he needs to cut off that bit? It's not that cutting off that is going to help with Nerium's causticness. Yeah, no, it's not going to do anything for Nerium's causticness. But if so, basically, the, the the god was saying that Taro had like had to kind of like get in that trail in order to follow it. That was the devil's bargain. It was going to do harm. Right. Yeah. But he has become like I was thinking of it kind of like a like a like a glue, like a fusible interfacing. If we're thinking of like the things as like weave as fabric. Taro is the uh, hot iron that has gone over that and therefore has like glued himself into this, which is why he can't pull out. So basically he needs to like, the God has said he needs to find the part where they're attached, like where he is, his spirit is attached to this world. Get it. He can't pull out. You need to chop it off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Sure. I like the I like the glue analogy actually. Let's go back to the glue analogy. I'm coming around to it really quite rapidly. Yeah. It's like you've super glued your soul and now you're gonna need to like cut it out. Yeah. Can I give myself a quick check over? Can I quote unquote? Yeah, you're going you're gonna have to give me a roll because you will basically Gary, now there's this is like the fucking clams again. There's nothing I could say that's not gonna you're gonna have to like go in deeper, quote unquote, to like to see that part because you are only inhabiting one level of this, so you you just see yourself. Oh, this is interesting though. This'll be good experience. Good <laughs> life experience of how I do all the whole, you know. I gotta learn sometime. On the job training. What are you rolling? Dice. I need to go get dice. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> 
great. This is oh goodbye. All right, he's leaving. That was a question too many. Yes. I have a dice. Uh, but what like skill are you rolling? I'm gonna blow it. What? My skill. <laughs> let me think. So I'm in string world. Yeah. In the ghost dimension. What is what is thematically useful here? And I'm trying to shift onto a different plane of this. And you're trying to you're trying to observe shit as well, aren't you? You're trying to figure out how your presence manifests in this plane, and so where the problem. To is. an extent, we have we have used wisdom as guile. I'm thinking guile. I mean, I've done lateral movement before. That one I've mastered. This is like trying to think of like how you would like move a third arm or something, right? Like this is this is like it's very much like using a muscle you have never used before. Yes. Well, you think of the the flat world analogy in physics. Yeah, I kind of am. Yeah, like I'm thinking of that Homer Simpson in the wormhole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much the what same is the thing. flat world analogy? <laughs> uh, flat world is like a thought experiment where you imagine you're a two dimensional being, and you've got no concept of height at all. Mm-hmm. You've only got X or Y, and so it's the idea of trying to trying to get people to think about like four dimensions, five dimensions. You try and yes. conceptualize being a two dimensional being, and then yes, like how difficult it is to think in the third. I have to admit, like, my entire um, concept for how, like, any plane of existence that is not what in D&D 5th edition would be the material plane, like the one that you currently inhabit on our fallen as, like, living people, the one that we as people are all in, like, they're all built on my vague and probably incorrect understanding of, like, multiple dimensions, basically. So, yeah, so, like, the spirit world is, like, another dimension that tarot has been able to see so going from 2d to 3d but in this case i guess 3d to 4d type thing and then now tarot i don't really understand and now tarot has to like go let's another- kick it up to six let's go yeah, you gotta go another level in there so what are you rolling to try and like see beyond what you innately know i think the first like level of this was like a lot of it was actually i don't think it was very intuitive i think i think it's like non-intuitive stuff so I don't think it's anything quick. I think it might be books. Okay. Ah. I think for once in Tara's godforsaken life, <laughs> he's thinking about something. <laughs> My god. And observing. God damn. Jings. And I have a zero in that. So I'm just going to roll a die and we'll see how this works out. Like this layer where it's like a direct mapping across, there's like a time distortion thing going on and there's like a spatial distortion thing going on which I think I have fairly well in hand. Like, I can teleport and shit. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. But whatever the, like, next phase up is, I think is a different layer of, like... Which is interesting, right? Like, maybe there's more stuff you can manipulate at that level that you couldn't at this level. So I think it's different. I think it feels different. And until you've, like, got the knack of it... Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know how sometimes you need the knack? You need to, yeah. like, feel it once and then you can do it. Yep. So I'm just going to roll. Go for it. I'm going to sit and think and just feel my way through it. I'm gonna roll a 17. Hey. Nice. nice. That's good. That's a proper success. Okay. Well, describe it's a it. Proper what, success. What does it look like as you manage to like shift into this new view? Huh. Have you ever seen a like visualization of hyperbolic space? No, but I can Google it on my iPhone. You should look one up. Yes. That's yes, exactly like that. Is that's li- like literally what I was picturing. So that kind of thing. That is now the the view that you have of like everything yeah and i think it's like if like the the like the basic like unit of what was going on in the other one was like threads like that was like the kind of element everything was made up of i think this one's more angular i think it's more like the giant's causeway okay yeah i know that that kind of a shape yeah i mean yeah very like sharp square angled hexagonal columns blocks and yeah but like in a way that is like not easily translatable or conceivable yeah listeners imagine something you cannot imagine <laughs> yeah imagine not imagining things just really just give say, up at this point from a, from a less scientific point of view taro now sees in cubism and <laughs> yeah. just just let it rock it's like fucking kandinsky is it kandinsky no um maybe i am thinking of kandinsky i think i actually am thinking of kandinsky yeah i, I was right the first time i do mean kandinsky anyway yeah yeah do you know what so long as people are listening to this with something they can Google shit on, it'd be fine. God, yeah, this one, this one needs some show notes. Yeah, this one's a little in there. <laughs> I don't, I don't in. know. I'm just thinking about things. So, you you see this? You see this? If you're looking it up, it's a hyperbolic type 
Kandinsky type view of everything, including souls and the whole makeup of the world around you. We're expecting fan art. <laughs> I love layer two. I'm, what can I say? I love layer two already. It's very odd. Yeah. Very disoriented. Yeah. Achievement unlocked. Tarot is now permanently on acid. So let's let's take an example. Let's figure out what's wrong with me. Mm. I'm made of cubes. My essence is cubes. Is there some component part? Well, here's interesting. If this is like a souls thing, if we're working in soul space on the soul plane. Uh, is that a movie? That's probably a movie. <laughs> on the soul plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably more dense than most people. In terms of like souls per soul, yeah. I'm probably getting up there. Yeah. But they're probably like fragmentary souls, like in some way tessellating. So I got to figure out which ones are busted, right? Well, those little bits of memories, are they like little parts? Have you got like little shards of soul? inside you you've definitely got a bit from the guy that you stabbed yeah i mean that's kind of what i was going for right very cool i'm not sure they're one for one but like there's got to be a, a relation there yeah like a jigsaw piece but the puzzles don't but the pieces don't necessarily a like jigsaw match. yeah i'm very charmed <laughs> yes. by jigsaw piece <laughs> but the um the soul is stored in the memory kingdom hearts <laughs> <laughs> you can grow a soul in a datasora whatever <laughs> do you need to download more wham I need to download more Wham. I love Wham. My favorite band. I need to download more Wham. <laughs> I need to throw out some puzzle pieces. I need to extract some dodgy component parts, I think. Okay. I think, unfortunately for me, I need Rupert's help. Okay. Oh. Uh-oh. Which, not a great idea, but... He's hungry. I think I need something that has, like, an, an ontological relationship with cutting things. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I need a knife, of where something where the identity of it is tied deeply to it being a knife, aka a cutting edge. Yep. And I have all I have is a Rupert at the moment. That's the only thing I have that like cuts. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to bring Rupert with me into this this plane. Okay. So you're going to have to kind of like do the equivalent of like look over your shoulder into the level one and like pull Rupert into this level two because now you need to start manipulating stuff on the level two to cut yourself free to get back to level zero. To remove the damaged components. Okay. How are you going to bring Rupert in? Is it going to be like a literal type grab and, and yoink or... Ah, oh, the old grab and yoink. <laughs> the old grab and yoink. I think it probably has to be. I think I could probably do that. In some fashion, it's a grab and yoink. You did it to Nat before. Yeah. Well, I kind of pushed people, right? Yeah. It was like a physical push from zero to one. We're getting conceptual. This is it's this great. is wild. Yeah. I guess I have to push things at like a I wanna say cellular, not a word. <laughs> it is now. It is now. It is now. Language so I have to, is about I have to push it at a cellular that, that's what level. The WhatsApp is. It's a cellular phone. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> it's very we got good. it, we cracked that nut. <laughs> anyway, gonna give Rupert a soul pull. Into the into the Kandinsky dimension. Cool. You're gonna have to make me a roll, unfortunately again, oh to pull God. someone. Let me roll the number twelve. <laughs> that's what I'm rolling. Uh, that's my stat, which gives me I don't know plus n. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if I just roll that, oh that's red. No, it was eighteen. I rolled eighteen, so it doesn't really matter oh, which hey. I use. Yeah. Look at this. You're rolling really good. Okay, so yeah. I am rolling you... really good for once ever <laughs> for once yeah you you kind of do your your solar push and rupert who lets out a very kind of nervous little noise gets like <laughs> pulled through pushed through to the kadinsky plane level two and is now an amalgamation of angles and shapes which i think vaguely resemble you know the film it's either called knives knives out oh yeah i've not seen knives out i've knives seen out. knives out i've not seen the film but there's a very famous shot of like all these knives like hanging in space like in a kind of like circle thing that's like there's a whole bit with all the knives and there's a cat in the middle with a smug face maybe i just remember the knives but like i'm kind of imagining rupert in this kadinsky plane as like the kind of equivalent of this blob of just knives and sharp edges and points that maybe look like blades or teeth or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a knife, right? I've got to, I've got to perceive that in some way sharp. Yeah. Okay. So, let's get slicing. Let's let's remove the infected components. 
Okay, cool. So, are you are you literally removing? You mentioned like memories and stuff. Are you removing parts of yourself, as in like your spiritual soul self, or are you removing? What are you trying to remove here? What do you think? What does Tarot see as the parts that are? I think so. I think that's got to be it, right? Like, I think this is like. I think if it were like, if I had a less fragmentary soul, then it would be more challenging because it would be less of like removing a it would be continuous right it wouldn't be discrete whereas my soul is discrete because it is apportioned into various collected chunks yep so this is removing several discrete chunks yeah here's the thing that i think taro maybe notices at this point because i think you will have an in like an innate understanding of like oh, this chunk is this group of memories from this person that I took, and like these new ones must be from the ghost that I stabbed. Vespa's in there too. So I think you're going to come across an unidentified huh. chunk that like Taro doesn't ne- doesn't look like it's maybe corrupted, so I don't think you're like at danger of like accidentally managing to like cut Vespa out of you on a soul level. Um, yeah. but, I, but I think like you are suddenly aware that there is this like unknown data block which seems to be like either older or as old as some of the first ones that you have never Mm. like there's no memories attached there's no like sense of there's just like this thing there that's a good point actually yeah i think this is quite a detached like process like yeah because like it's already two layers deep like you couldn't really like i wonder if this is not something tara will remember like i know that feels like a cop-out but like it feels weird to be making memories inside the memory thing, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, maybe it's not going to be, it's going to be something that like you will innately know, but not actually have memories of, I think. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool to know. You've rolled two really good successes, so I think I'm going to say that you, you do this, because um, it's it's. I think it's time for you to get, unless you want to roll, do you want to see if something goes no, down? No, I'm good, roll? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's fine. I'm taking them. <laughs> I think at this point you managed to do it. I do think, however, that this is a deeply exhausting process. And I think you're going to take, as you kind of like cut out those last parts that are infected and bound to this spiritual plane in a way that it shouldn't be bound, as you start kind of like shifting back through the layers to layer zero, I think you're going to take quite a hit to your stamina for that. Cool. What am I taking? What are you currently on? I'm on 10 at the moment. You're on 10? What do you think's fair for something of this level? You've done soul surgery on yourself in the Kadinsky plane. For the first time. Hey, we were playing 5th edition like three, three, four episodes ago and now we're here. Like, <laughs> This is like, this is like you show up in like a country you don't know the language for and you're like, nurse, it's time to get in with the brain surgery. Let's <laughs> go. Exactly. I, I think it would be fair to go down to maybe even a six okay i think because i'll put myself down to six i think i think you're now like and i don't know if that's gonna be which stat is gonna be affected i have to affect two right yep or yeah i feel like this has got to be minus one in one and minus two in the other is that how that works yeah so i think i want like if it was minus one guile and minus two yeah i think that makes sense i don't think it has to be but it's whatever we want yeah that seems thematically reasonable i guess I think my minus two in books will be disjointed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with my description. Yep. I think, like, there is still, like, returned, but, like, still in some ways is, like, thinking in terms of things that don't make sense in 3D space. Yeah. Is it kind of reminiscent of, like, the first few days when Tara woke up in the hospital and was kind of dealing with the whole jumble of, like, like memories and knowledge and stuff? But this is not so much memories, but just, like... I've existed on like four planes simultaneously and that's all jumbled and I've got to like give it time to sort itself out. Yeah, I guess. It's I think it's a kind of thing of like going to do stuff with like, you know, we talked about like using a third arm that mm. isn't real. It's like going to reach out for stuff. It's like when astronauts come back from space <laughs> and they go to like put a thing down in midair and it drops yeah. on the floor and smashes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like that. I mean, you've got to consider you've just self-amputated part of your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'd imagine that would have a toll. That's a big thing. A soul toll. I think also, like, as Taro, like, comes back to himself and, like, rocks back on his heels a little bit, and you kind of see, like, this exhaustion almost, like, sweep over him, like a droop of the shoulders, kind of like a sagging, you all, like, the two of you feel, I think, 
a little twinge in the magic. Not really, you're very in tune with each other, they're all standing quite close, but you definitely feel like, I think you feel when Taro does that final severance and like comes back to level zero, but you don't necessarily, Ooh. doesn't necessarily feel like it was a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just like a slight difference. Hello, folks. This is Darth Gaffronix, the Gleefully Unbound, and we hope you've been enjoying this episode of the show. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to us. If you want more people to hear about the show, review us on iTunes, or you could tweet or tumble, or tell a friend, you know? Go outside. Well, no, don't go outside. Stay inside and tell a friend. Shout. Shout. Shout from a very long way away. But make sure you're wearing a mask when you shout. But, you know, maybe just, just just stick to tweeting and tumbling for the moment. That might be safer. Or a phone call. I hear those are coming back into fashion. Anyway, we'd appreciate it if you spread the word. But, you know, do, do not. It's all up to you. Live your life. Thank you, Rachel Graff, for the wonderful music, both in our theme tune and in several other pieces throughout our whole menagerie of works. You can find and support her at www.rachelgraff.com. That's Graph with two Fs. Today, we'd also like to give a shout out to our affiliate, thesecretcatchup.co.uk. Now, featuring many kobolds, which look pretty damn good, to be honest. You've got kobolds with bows, kobold cavalry. Oh, and mouses. Mouses? Mousels. Moose, mice, moose. Ogres. You know, there's quite a panoply of different beasts you can find there, uh, as well as dice and stickers. I'd heartily recommend you check it out. Don't forget, though, if you want to purchase anything from there, use the promo code THEMORTALPATH10 for 10% off. That's THEMORTALPATH10 for 10% off, and you'll help support the show. If you want to chat with other people who listen to the show, you can come over to our Discord, uh, you can also ask us questions there. We have a behind-the-scenes section, so if you have any questions, you know, feel free. Just drop us a line. That's it from me. Keep it short and sweet so you can get back to the action. Um, yeah, all of you, have, have a good day, and uh, hail Satan. Bye! I would probably lurch forward to sort of grab him and then realise that I mustn't do that and step back. I think it's going to be a minus two in nimble and a minus one in books. I think that makes more sense cool. than, Go for it. than the other way around. I'm going to sit down on a tree stump that I can, I guess, see now, which yeah. is interesting. Congrats, you're back. There's a building on fire there. Tara. Oh. Hello, um, Nerium. Hi. Oh, uh, no, I'm Nat. Oh, hi, Nat. Yep, that's it. Can you... You're... Are you back to normal? Well, normal-ish? I think mostly. Can you see in this this world? Yep. Good. There's a, there's, a, there's a house on fire, which is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I had to improvise. Um, okay. Are, are you still... Like, is Nerium's stuff still hurting you? I don't think so. I think I sorted that one out. And provided I don't do some of the stuff I was doing earlier, you know what? I'm just gonna avoid that whole section of of existing. I think for the okay. time being, okay. while I'm within you know arm's reach of Narium. I'm so sorry, Tello. No, it's fine. Not your not your fault. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know it was happening. So. Well, yeah, exactly. Am I all right to get close to you again now? Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. You don't. I don't need to stay two meters away, meter and a half. <laughs> no, no. That I think I've sorted that for now. But you are still, I think, in in trouble zone, perhaps. Yeah, no. That I definitely think is the case. But, but provided I don't put myself in the muck, we'll be all right. Yeah. Speaking of trouble zones, um. That that house is on fire. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Did we sort everyone out by this elf lady? No. Oh. There was one. 
You seem to disappear. The gnome oh. guarding the. Uh, I didn't see a gnome. They were it's upstairs. An unknown gnome. It's an unknown gnome. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Ed. I was setting up and you caught it. <laughs> Your service is appreciated. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm guessing they had some kind of either invisibility or teleportation or something. I would guess teleport because invisibility, if they got hurt, they'd have showed back up again, wouldn't they? Maybe. But yeah, I think teleport because what's a face had teleport as well. Yeah, well this one, this lady here. What's your name, love? She like she glares up at you and she goes Janet. Ah. Damn it, Janet. I love you. The river was deep, but that's on my shower playlist. Fucking love that song. Shower playlist. Yeah. Isn't that dang uh, I'll shut up. <laughs> I mean my voice is killer. But... Don't take the wireless gramophone into the shower, my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It goes on the counter. I don't take my phone into the shower with me. I I don't know what you crazy kids do these days. I mean, I do get paranoid that like the the steam in the air will cook my phone or something. So I don't take my phone into the bathroom. Yes, it'll get wet. Janet, your mate, the gnome. Where have they fucked off to then? She shrugs, in a way that's like, (laughs) I'm not telling you. Do you think they've gone back to Elden Zoo guy then? Elden Zoo guy, maybe. Yeah, no, they, they, that's who these chaps are all working for in Stirler. Oh, old Elton Sue guy. Yeah, it seems maybe. like I'm not working for Elton Sue guy. Three years, maybe since three I remember years. Him. Yeah. yeah. She looks over like the three of you as you all just like start casually talking about Elton Sue guy, and there's definitely a hint of like fear in her face. Good. Tell us a bit about yourself, Janet. Who do you work for? What do you do? I worked for Avriel until <laughs> all of this. Oh yes. Not anymore. True. No, um, not anymore. What did you do for Avriel? Well, whatever she said, played for hire, mercenary work. Does Avriel. Who did Avriel. Uh, Avriel was very big on saying she was a lone wolf, wasn't she? Yeah. Now, however, Avriel also had teleport skills that she'd learned from somebody mm, in the dozen. In no, no, no. In the catacombs. In the catacombs, that's right. You see Janet, like, shudder, like, really, like, oh, shudder, like, hat Ooh. turn away. Why don't you tell us how you feel about that, Janet? It's nothing that I was ever particularly interested in, but I was... If you want to join with Avril's group, you have to go for an initiation. And one of those is to see if you can withstand that sort of thing. It wasn't for me. What sort no. of thing? Be specific. Whatever it is they do to you in the catacombs that give you some form of magic. And it wasn't for you, so did you not do it? Or did you do it and fail? It nearly killed me. And no magical powers. <laughs> no, thank you. No. Yeah, they sometimes have a downside. Mm. All I got from that was reoccurring migraines and some really fucked up nightmares. Ooh. What's in your nightmares? <laughs> <laughs> she like looks she she like looks at you like this is the weirdest <laughs> interrogation I've ever had. But she knows her place right now and she goes, It's um weird shit one minute i'm in this big empty city and it's all dark and it's like it's like um ceilings outside in the city and there's a heartbeat oh, yeah just like a big oh. heartbeat and then sometimes it's i'm in a I, a cave in a volcano and there's like chains on the ground somewhere just fucked up shit you know oh it's neat uh, quick, quick, quick question. Quick question. Um, hmm, friends, don't say anything for a second. When did you have this? When did you go into the catacombs? How long ago? Five years. Five and a half. Oh, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Why? It's all connected, isn't it? What? <laughs> How? What do you mean? Everything's linked. Oh, I'm sorry, hmm. Janet. You don't get to ask the questions. Fine. Was, was there a store? For for your 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 gang your group, where you like kept loot and things. We moved most of it on. We just took, you know, cash, property deeds, stuff like that, stuff that could be sold on. Avril is in charge of, was in charge of all of that. You don't get to be where she was 
if you went around and trusted every mercenary you took in under your belt, you know? Her brother might know. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> nah. Although, you know, we haven't actually been back and interrogated either of them. Now they're dead. True. She gives you, like, a look of, like, what the fuck? You can just assume, dear listeners, for the entirety of the scene, Janet is looking confused, upset, and scared. So I'm not going to repeat that. This is her whole vibe right now. <laughs> but she's breathing. She is. Did you do any work for the gangs of Sindarian recently? Uh, yeah, a bit. We went back, um, a year and a half ago, so. Uh, did a bit for the Singing Skulls and, you know, a couple of little jobs picked up. For the big stuff, Avril worked, she worked alone. She was, you know, she was better than all of us. We just helped with, you know, the smaller stuff. Um, if you wanted to ask Avril, you know, hypothetically... Uh, five questions that would give you maximum information about what she was doing. What five questions would you ask, Janet? We got a gamer on our hands here. Because, like, I work on my own or I work under contract is getting a bit old. I'm sorry the answers you're getting aren't what you're looking for. But... Well, you could be sorrier. Janet's not going to be able to answer that. I mean, Avril might not even answer what we ask. That's true. Uh, unless Taro has developed some new abilities, I don't think we can extract forcibly no. information. Though, if you want to test to subject Taro... I mean, I can sometimes do it on live people, but I don't think it works on deads. Ever do any work for the dozen? <laughs> do I look like I'm good enough for that? No Oh, definitely way. not. I'm just wondering if the gang did any, like, subcontracted work out. As far as I'm aware, very little. I mean, the dozens, the dozen. They don't need subcontractors. It's the fucking dozen. Do you know anything about Pellet's case? Lady Bell. Oh, there was, uh... Jesus. I don't know who Jesus is. (laughs) 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 Who's Who's Jesus? Jesus? Tell us who Jesus is. Is he involved? I want to know, is there a single single TTRPG podcast, play, live show, whatever... Where somebody hasn't said Jesus, <laughs> yeah. and someone hasn't said who's Jesus. I want to know if you are the magic one. Yeah, that hasn't yeah it was so Every fucking time. original. Yeah, we're just the we? best. We're just, we're just so <laughs> good. She, game. She says like, uh, she goes, "Fuck." I mean, that was something that Avalia was doing like nine, ten years ago. I don't fucking. It was before my time. Before I joined them, I just, I mean, Avril had tried to help him set something up to get into something in the uh in Sindarian and he fucked it up and it was I don't I don't don't fucking know okay uh what do we think next guys Zugai yeah tell us about Zugai what's he up to these days old Eldon throwing any good parties lately none last thing was a real head (laughs) you know what Nat we're surrounded by living creatures in the grass in the trees isn't it wonderful is he alright yes he's better now I don't know Uh, yeah Nat what's up you okay are you you alright I'm just thinking about continuities okay is that kind of crepe huh right uh okay well um what's what's your name she, this Janet, is Janet. Hi. Janet, this is. Hi, Janet. Still Taro? Yep, yeah, weird question to ask, but. <laughs> Not so much, but okay. You were about to tell us all about uh, any dealings you had with Elden Sugai. Most of that stuff, again, handled by Avriel. Um, Elden Sugai has mines in Sterla. Diamonds, jewels, gems, things like that, but um, it's only rumours. I haven't been over. I've been to Sterla once when I was younger, and I've seen some of the the mines. They're open for tours. You know, some you can see the gems in the in the rock. It's incredible. Um, and he's got, you know, property, land, mansions, all sorts. The whole city, the whole fucking country's indebted to him. You know, right hand of the king. You've not any ever been anywhere near him, have you? Any involvement? I wouldn't want to. Okay, now, Nat, Taro, bear with me on this. This is going to sound weird. Um, 
in connection with Elden Zoo guy, you've not heard of anybody, any any women who just like turned into a massive shower of rats out of nowhere. Janet goes like the kind of sickly green pale of somebody who. Have you had nightmares about that one, love? Yeah, and I've also heard rumours. If you uh, are in my line of work, under Avriel, you'll hear rumours about how Elden Zugai looks the exact same as he always have, has looked, and that uh, some of those who go to work for him either don't come back, or they come back different, and they disappear again, and um, you hear stories you know, spooked miners things of uh, someone uh, uh, someone who died in a collapse or in an accident and they see them a week later, pickaxe in hand and then they collapse into birds and yeah big pile of rats, but it's all yeah, I think it's all rumours right, I mean it's oh not so much she kind of like gives you a look which is one of you think that she, pro- she knew that it wasn't just rumours but didn't you know, was not willing to sort of even admit that to herself. Yeah. I will get you up to speed on that one later, Nat Taro. Sorry. Should probably have mentioned it earlier, but, you know, there's been a lot on. It's fine. There's been a lot on. What did you do for Zugai? She she looks ashamed for the first time that you've, like, been speaking to her. And she goes, well, I thought we were helping transport Oh, gems, I don't know, something that they didn't want tax Uh-oh. people, you know, things to see outside of uh, the the borders, right? I mean, oh, well, it's full of fucking nobles who want gems and shit. It's an easy transport mm-hmm. job to get it past the borders, and that's what I thought it was. And I had a nightmare that all of the crates were just full of people. And, uh, I thought, well, I will I'll have a check and I'll it's a nightmare. And so I opened one of the crates. Uh, and it was it was people until I touched one and then it was rats and it was a nightmare again. So I closed the closed Ooh. the case and I didn't look back and when uh Avriel took some of the others to uh dispose of the crates, she said it was moving them in. I didn't ask questions and I didn't ask to be on that team. I just went fucking home. You were definitely awake for that, though. I'd like to think I was dreaming. You know, Nerium, I'm not sure being awake and being asleep are so different. (laughs) For some people, Taro, yes. What have you been feeding him? I mean, for some people, being alive and being dead ain't that different. See, Nerium, it's all starting to settle in now. I think I may have done something very risky. But it's all right. I don't doubt that, Taro, and I'm glad it's all right. Do we have any other questions to ask Janet here? Well... Yeah, Janet, what would you say is your defining trait? (laughs) Uh, uh, She, like, looks over to you, just totally lost. She goes, I'm, um, I keep my cool. Say you're a perfectionist, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I keep my cool when shit goes down. That's interesting. Cool. That's kind of at odds with what... Okay. I mean, she's not screaming. True. I think then you should probably get as far away from Hopewell, Stella, all of this as you possibly can, and live out the rest of your days in a law-abiding manner. You're letting me go. Who's law-abiding? Oh. No, it's a place. He said law-abiding... She said law-abiding manner. Yeah, but who's Laura Biding, and why does she have a have a have a man? I don't know. There must be I, the Biding family's probably very rich. This is a bad joke. Yeah, but why would they let her live in their manor? Look, look, well, Janet. maybe Laura's a very nice lady. Well. If if we find you again, and <laughs> we will be in Hopewell, and we will be in Stella, and we will be investigating all sorts of dark things, you we you might come across the three of us, which includes these two. And I can't guarantee that next time they won't do something unspeakable to you before. <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. And so, please, just just go. <laughs> and do no more harm. There might be a horse still, if you can catch it. Or oh, no, you shot the horse, didn't no, you? No, no, no. I, 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 I yeeted the... 
yeah, you might be able to loot some of your friends' bodies, get some yeah. gold from there, take the horse, which is probably running wild in that direction. Oh, I haven't even got any good swords. I could do with one. I think mine's probably a bit hot to pick up if it's still in there. I mean, we've got swords. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we've got lovely swords, haven't we? We've got that whole stash. No, forget it. You can have your mate's swords. That's she fine. Like, they're ceremonial swords. Yeah. I will she, like, mention. slowly gets to her feet. Yeah, never. And she's looking like she's waiting for you to go joke and eldritch blaster. Um, but she does go over no. to the body of the dwarf, I think, because the redhead, she was like half in the house, so that's a no-go. Um, so she goes over to like the body of the dwarf and like she, like still kind of like looking at you the whole time, she reaches down, she takes um, a dagger, she takes a small money bag, she takes like a couple of items and like stands up and then like literally like as quick as anything, she like turns around, she fucking bolts, she like <laughs> sprints. <laughs> there was like a bit of which was tempted to go. Okay, she she started running. Now no, we hunt. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a very natural no. thing to do. Janet sprints no, no. into the undergrowth. Comes naturally. She's running very fast. Okay, listen. She runs very quickly. She's clearly like, I mean, she's an assassin of sorts. So she's quick on her feet and she's gone. And the three of you are standing in this clearing with this burning house that's now starting to like all the support beams have like collapsed in on themselves it's it's still very very hot but it doesn't look like it's spreading it's not going to catch light to any of the trees you're not gonna it's a contained fire Tara you definitely can't feel any gnomes around here then I don't want to try Miriam that's okay do I have any gnome sensing abilities I don't think I do gnome detector <laughs> Do, 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 do. It's gnome detector. Uh, I'm trying to think of it as a joke around like a gnome on or something. <laughs> I, I I think we go. Oh, it's been so long. Are we being hunted by people at the moment? I want to go to sleep. No. Okay. Can we go to the cat then? Yeah. And just have a yeah, kitty, 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 kitty. A, a relaxing evening and some good okay. food. Some good fucking food. <laughs> I know. Oh, good fucking oh, food. I thought you meant the ginger cat because you know. Domesticated cats—they're not necessarily going to be able to look after I mean, themselves. If we can, you could adopt the cat. Well, I mean, I don't want to carry it around with me. I was just thinking we might take it back to the pub. Then I have enough cats. Mm-mm. If it can go, no, well, it'd be a perfect fit. Yeah. Can I try and yeah. pick up the cat? He's a very lovely tabby. Roll, roll to lift no, a cat. He's roll for animal roll handling, which I'm going to say swole. is guile, guile, and I like cats, so okay, I want a plus two. <laughs> You are actually doing it. Okay, I was joking. That's a Eight. failure, isn't it? Or is it a mixed success? He yeah. doesn't like me. Yeah, you His failed. doesn't like me. That's mixed a mixed success. success. That's a mixed success. Oh, you pick up the cat. You are a halfling. The cat is a big old tomcat. So the cat <laughs> is very, very heavy. And after you have carried him for like a few minutes, you try and put him down and he will not be put down. So now you have to carry the cat the whole way back and you are going to take a point off uh, stamina for that. <laughs> That's fine. That, you know what? This is this is a permanent equipment slot. <laughs> Worth it. You can't not carry a cat yep. anymore. I saved the cat. Yep. He's purring. He's he's that very special type of um, ginger tom where you no. look into their eyes and you see the universe because there's nothing there. There's absolutely a yep. vacuum, a void yep. between the he's ears. Lovely. So you head back to the cat. Now this is quite a long. Oh god, I bet he's shedding yes. all over. He me. takes it's a long walk back. It's like at least another two hours or so so i think at this point it's got to be like one in the morning like two in the morning oh if not later you make your way back to the cat by this point because it's like two in the morning maybe even like three in the morning everything has been like shuttered down there aren't patrons in the bar anymore but you do find in the kitchen findex has done what he did previously where he's left out a tray with like a cloth over it off of food um, but he doesn't seem to be up and about. It's three in the morning. Love that good lizard boy. Nah, there are no patrons in the bar, but there are patrons oh, in the bar. No, <laughs> like <to> Gary. Gary. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> Seamless segue into yeah, the our infamous ad section that we have. No, yeah, that comes at like one hour yeah. twenty into the recording. So, yeah. uh, yep. So there, there is food. It's not necessarily going to be the best home-cooked meal it's like laid out breads and like you know things so if you're if you're looking for like because of our how did our stamina reset work i think we might have wanted to tweak this down but you can recover up to 12 stamina 
after a full rest that includes a hot meal, sleep in a bed, and for that to be uninterrupted. For each of these that aren't present, you recover three less. So uh, this would not be a hot meal, but we could sleep in a bed. Hopefully it would be uninterrupted. So we'd get nine stamina. Mind you, it's 3 a.m. already, so it depends what time we wake up. I'm lying in, probably. Yeah. So. Time has lost meaning to me. Um, so you, you head to bed. The the three of you, you eat the what's been left out by Findex. You head to bed. The cat itself is at, like quite an old building, so it's... Does he sleep on my... Yes, the cat will sleep on your on your bed. It's quite an old building, so there's like creaks from the floorboards as you like are heading to bed. And as you are filing into your room, there is like the sound of a door opening from just down the hallway. And Findex, who looks like uh-huh. knockoff Captain Mayhem, like sticks his head out the door. And like he looks like nervous as all hell. And he goes, um, Taro, do you have a minute? Can I speak to you? Sure. Can I, okay, can... A minute. Can yeah. I, can you... And he, like, gestures, like, come here. Okay. What's up? Good night. Tara, try and be quiet when you come back. Night. What? They they said to not wake them when you go back in. Um, I, I know it's really late. I was waiting for you to come back, but it was... I I thought I'd go to bed for a bit and then see if you... Because maybe you were... Anyway, I'm rambling. Um, you know the, the mask that you gave me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... It's stuck. No! 